some of the players are moving a bit, you know, but I am into it. Uh, <laughs> that sound effect for me one more time, please? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? Welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Hope everybody's doing well in these times. What are we going to do? We're going to chat about Christmas because we have to. I love Christmas. When I was young, I didn't love it so much. I love it now. And so we're going to chat about Christmas and presents. What presents would you give to a current Premier League manager? Yeah, I like that one. And we're going to touch on Arsenal because we have to. You know, and it's not going to be doom and gloom. We're just going to touch on them because it's my team and I love them forever. Premier League team of the season. I'm looking forward to that. You know, we're going to talk about Alex Morgan and WSL. Watching WSL this weekend. Saw some awesome goals. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and my guest on today's show, Jeanette Quashe and Mr. Carl Anker from The Athletic. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Joining me today in the house is Jeanette Kwashi and Mr. Carl Ank from The Athletic. How are you doing, guys and girls? I'm all right. Are we cool? This is the first time on with Carl. Seriously? Yeah, Carl. Like, He's something, man. He's... Do you know, can I just say how I met Carl? Like, obviously, I've been following him for ages. And then there was this one time we were outside the BBC in a coffee shop. Do you remember this, Carl? Yes. You were sitting down having your coffee. And I thought, oh my God, that's Carl Anker from the, the internet. So I went up to him and I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, you know what? I'm a big fan of your work. I follow you on Twitter like an absolute fangirl. This man's just trying to enjoy his coffee, you know. And here we are, Carl. Look, together on the podcast. It's great. I had a great moment this weekend where my friend was watching the boxing on Channel 5. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, I know her. I know her. She's amazing. <laughs> it's nice. You know what's cool about that, Jeanette, is that you, you, you went over. Yeah. You went over. It's, and that's the thing, what, you, you know, what, what would have been, why wouldn't you go over? That's you know, when you see Carl as well. Carl yeah. reminds me of, and it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a negative thing, but I remember when I met Carl the first time, was at Southampton, Carl. I was with Roy Keane and, and uh, Matt Latilla and all that stuff. I was with there. And I remember Roscoe said, yeah, Carl's going to come and meet you. And then Carl came in and he just reminded me of 
a cool character out of those American films when I was younger, the black exploitation films. Like, <laughs> hey, how you doing? That's the only thing that was missing from these coolness was, hey, how you doing? You are Yo. mad chill, though. You're proper, proper chill. Mad so chilled. You're chill. With a smile. Oh, thank you. With yeah, a smile. What, what, what's, <laughs> happening, what's happening for Christmas, Jeanette Quache, Carl? <sighs> What's 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 how are you gonna do it? Because like oh god. It's all very tearful, isn't it? Do you like that guy? It's very tearful. Oh. Weird, <laughs> yeah. You know something? The thing with me is that now I'm at a different place at Christmas. When I was younger, I hated Christmas and birthdays. Mm-hmm. Because firstly, my, my my younger sister got everything off the television, all the dollies, anything that was on the telly at the time my sister got it, and me and my brother got a jumper or pajamas. So he just stayed. so Christmas wasn't a good thing for me watching my sister open all her cool presents. Um, and as the years went by, it got worse and worse for me. But now, like the last like 10, 14, like the last 10, 12, 14 years of being with my missus, Christmas is the greatest thing in the world. I've gone back to the child, like, cannot wait for things to happen. Wow. My daughters are helping me. They, they've taught me how to help rap Amazing. because I literally just kind of scrunch it all together, put sellotape on, and it was kind <laughs> of like man rap. Man rap. That's the worst. Listen, now the shops are closed. Okay. My husband is the, he's the killer two days before Christmas guy. And now it's just bare panic. He doesn't even have an Amazon account. So I don't know what he's going to do or wow. where he's going to get things from, but mm. I'm just looking at him like, wow. Okay. It's on you, my guy. You've got to work it out because we've got two young kids. This has <laughs> to be a decent Christmas considering the year we've had. So yeah. I'm going to just probably do it at home, stick to all the rules yep. Yep. and stuff like that. And just, I, I think we just all have to kind of, just work together on this one, isn't it? Just to kind of get it done. And then hopefully for next year, we can just kind of get back into some mm. normality. But yeah, it's a lot, man. It's Carlo, crazy. I heard that you're, what's it called, bro? You, you, yeah. You, you can't move. I'm solo dolo. So solo dolo, man. I'm oh, going to probably, I'll probably spend lunchtime. I'll go like do a little socially distanced hand wave and a mulled wine with one of my friends. Right. And then in the evening, uh, I think some of my friends, uh, we'll come and like drop off a very nice uh, Christmas meal, and I'll just sort of sit at home, enjoy. What some, happened, uh, Carl? What, why, nice you, why are you alone? What's happened? I I, I, just, I live alone. I, I I'm just and you can't move. Obviously, I'm married to the XG. <laughs> XG. <laughs> I'm married to the XG. You're married to XG, you know? Oh my gosh! Oh, no. Do you like to buy or do you like to receive? I I like to actually buy. I like because I, guess, I, think yeah. it, really? I like to buy. I'm not really fussed about getting stuff. I went through a whole phase of my life where I got hardly anything. Then all of a sudden I went through a phase of my life where people say, oh, I didn't know what to get you. I didn't know, you know what I mean? And then you end up saying to people, well, just don't worry about it, man. Just mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't worry about it. But I like giving because it reminds me of what I would have wanted when I was younger and seeing the excitement yeah. and, and the, the, the happiness it brings. It literally, you can't, you, you okay. cannot buy that feeling, bro. Okay, that's what oh, I love that. Terrible. I, okay. I will buy someone a Christmas gift, give it to them on like the 24th of December and go open it. Because <laughs> you want to see their reaction? I want to see their face. <laughs> no, 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 I say it's Christmas. Like, no, open it now. I need to see. I need to see. <laughs> open it now. I need to see <laughs> your face. I need, like, are you happy? Come on. Oh, I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay. I don't mind. I, to be, if I had to pick, I'd probably say I like receiving gifts. Who doesn't like receiving <laughs> a gift? I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not be ashamed of it. You know what I mean? I like receiving gifts if they're big and, you know, bright and fancy, even more so, you know, like Christmas is coming. Like. And you know what my wife does? My wife, I couldn't understand it. When my girls came along, my wife's family, they like they open the presents at like 
two and three o'clock or four. I said, what in are you not there? You got to do it first thing in the morning. Yeah, we do that. No. Yeah, man. Really? It's, it's, it's crazy. Bit, it's you know what I mean? Crazy. It's excitement going and then you can open it like, no, after dinner yeah. or just before. Oh, you know, I used to be the kid. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. My mom's like, go back to bed. Not yet. Go back to bed. Not yet. I wouldn't be able to open until like 9 a.m. And then obviously, you know, I always love my toys, my action figures, my Hot Wheels. So there'd always be like at least one gift that would open and there'd be no batteries because there was no batteries in oh. Worse. <laughs> I just, you have to walk. Just, just that. If you had to give a gift, yeah, to a Premier League manager, any Premier League manager, who would it be and what would it be, Carl? Um, at the minute, like. Right now. Um, let me see. Ralph. Ralph Hassenhutl. Really? You know, Carlo, you know, Carlo Ancelotti, I know Ralph, I probably, you couldn't give, you couldn't give Ralph a, a, um, a, a Baker Boy hat because I think his head's quite round and you have to, give, I'd give him a, a polar neck. I'd give him a polar neck, but I'd give Carlo Ancelotti a pair of church's shoes. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Okay. Yeah. I think he'd appreciate those. Shoes. Okay. What are you thinking, Carl? Carlo? really likes red wine and yes. there's that really nice story about how when Manchester United were playing AC Milan a lot Alex Ferguson used to give Carlo wine from the wine collection mm. and Carlo was all like oh yeah yeah thanks you know because apparently Sir Alex's taste in wine Not wasn't as good. quite up there the same level as Carlo's which I always find really really funny mm. so I think I'd maybe I'd give Carlo like a really nice book Something like two six six six, like something about like you know, romantic mysticism. You know, right. a nice long ranging fiction book because I can imagine him enjoying that on his day off. Or maybe I give him some cigars because I know he likes some cigarettes. That is very deep. Um, <laughs> I would be, I'd be really mean that. and give uh, Mr. Mourinho uh, how to friend win friends and influence people because <laughs> I know he'd find that funny. <laughs> I give him that copy. There you go. And he's like, how to win friends in, in, in Carl, you cheeky boy. <laughs> Who would be hard to buy for? Who would be hard to buy for? I, I don't think, think Jurgen Klopp would be hard to buy for. I think he'd be appreciate anything, wouldn't he? Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. he would. I think Pep, I think Pep would be hard oh, to buy for. Oh God, could you imagine What would Paul? you buy Pep? Like, Pep's I was thinking people. about it saying, and I literally can't think that. Like, what would you buy Pep? What would you buy I, him? I just give him a moleskin. Like, he just strikes me. He just he strikes me as one of those lads who's just always taking notes. So I'm like, there you are. I'd buy him something like mousetrap. So he has to, <laughs> <laughs> you give him something like something he has to build and work and yes. do something. So that, that's a mad of, like marble run where he has yes. to just sit. Down. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. It's or true. where he has to do you know, or give him that them things where you have to push them down and it makes an unbelievable thing when they all fall down the dominoes. <laughs> yep. Give him something like that. It's true. It's because these guys are complex. You know, they're complex. Deep. They're. Deep. Very deep. Did you give? Did you used to give gifts to your managers at Christmas Eve? No, what? no, um, no. To be honest, uh, it was not even you know the thing with like, no, 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 no. It, it was, and it's strange because, like, even like people talk about Secret Santa and everything. It was, I think, because Christmas, you know, you you went to training, and Christmas was very. It was just a. It literally is another day. We we're always training on Christmas Day. Or we are traveling on traveling on it. Mm-hmm. You might get evenings or something when you might get a few people in each in the rooms, um, and then you might have a little chat. But there was no kind of like um, secret santery kind of like here is gift da, 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 stuff like that. There wasn't that. The only thing that we done was because the apprentices at the time weren't earning a lot of money. Mm. So the way they used to earn their money because remember it was a time where they cleaned boots. And it's funny because my guy, especially at Palace, I had was 
a guy called Jamie Morelli who went on to, he's gone on to manage Rio. He's Rio's manager now. And I remember I used to always give them good money, but at Arsenal, they used to have to sing in front of the whole of the, the squad and the team, the managers, everybody come out, the, the cook, the dinner ladies, everybody comes out. And then I was the one who used to have the freezing cold bucket of water where they used to have to stand on and sing a song. <laughs> sing a song. So they've had all year to do it. And so then you say, right, first up, such and such. And then bam, they come up and then they'll sing a song, whether it's like, and, and the, the most stupid song can, can get it. Like, you know, I remember one of the guys sang, shut up on your face. It literally <laughs> it brought the house down. It brought the house down. He went up there and they said, right, what are you going to sing? He said, I just want to surprise everyone. And then if you, everyone went, boo, tell us what you're going to sing. He says, it, it, I really, it, it's just, you know, it kind of spoils it. Was, and everyone was booing and hissing and, 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 it, and I said, okay, leave him, leave him, leave him. And then he started, he just went like this. What's the matter? And he sounded exactly <laughs> like the guy. Everybody. It was like it's someone shocking. just scored. It was like someone just scored an important goal. <laughs> What's the matter, you? Why are you looking so sad? Everybody went crazy. It was brilliant. And it was like one of those where he, so in the end, so he gets the thumbs up. And then if somebody gets the thumbs down, then you have to f- throw freezing cold water on them. Oh my gosh. But other than that, you know, it was the, the sad thing about when you're a footballer at, at Christmas was it just, it was another day. Once you got there, mm. it's just another training day, which I always found pretty sad, you know, because you're leaving your family as it is. And then you go in there and then it's just, it's just business as usual. I don't know what it's like for you, Jeanette, if you've had to, had to be in that situation or, you know, yeah. we're going to find out now. Having to explain to my mum last year about Christmas and Christmas Day and the football calendar, because mm. my mum's not really a football person. So she was very much, oh, you know, well, at least you'll get Christmas off. I'm going, not really. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's, it's the most busiest part of the time of the year. She was, and she was very confused. I went, well, you know, the team has to play on Boxing Day and they have to play again 28th. And then again on New Year's Day, and then like a week, you know, a couple of days afterwards, it's the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, the, fi- the fixture list is on the roundabout Christmas is always done roundabout location. So, you know, teams in London will try and play teams around London or in the South, and teams in the North will try and play teams in, in the North. I remember I was on video call with my mom, and she just started going, I'm going to pray right now to make sure <laughs> Southampton get a London team so, so that way you can be- come home for Christmas. Right. And Southampton played. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. So it was wow. beautiful. It so was. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, at the time, you know, and at the time, this is when you could still have food in the, you know, in the press box or whatever. And Chelsea have the best food in the Premier League. Do they? Do you think oh, so? I've been in their food there, Jeanette. It is pretty cool. Do you cool. think so? Oh, yeah. Chelsea's was, it was Chelsea's. Arsenal's was really good. I think Arsenal's got the best food. No, no, no. Chelsea's, Jeanette. I've been to Chelsea's press room. It's pretty. Really? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. But, I was going to say, Janet, did you ever have to do that in respects of Christmas where? Nah, we train, we could train, train like, yeah. train Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas Day off, and then train Boxing Day. So we did What could Christmas you do on Christmas Day, day though? Could you, could you do everything? <sighs> like, see, this is you, what I'm you saying. You want to, like, like you want to go crazy, you want to eat and you want to have a drink, but because you know you've got that Boxing Day session, which is gonna, probably going to be nasty, you don't go too hard on Christmas yeah. Day. In fact, like some of the guys in London, what they used to do on Boxing Day, they used to be a big Boxing Day 5K run. So they'd eat as much as they wanted to on Christmas Day and then go for this big old 5K Boxing Day run. But then like Daley Thompson and them, they'd always tell you that they always trained on Christmas Day because they thought, oh yeah, my competitors aren't training 
Christmas Day. So psychologically, they thought, okay, if I'm training Christmas Day, then I've got one up. That's like a Mike Tyson thing. I'm going to train at four in the morning because he knows the rest of the world. I don't know how healthy that is, but (laughs) not for me. It it was a time as well where you saw certain men. When I was at Palace, I saw it. When I was at Arsenal, I definitely saw it. People got suspended around that time on purpose. Is it? I don't yes, blame them. Man. Yeah, I, I can imagine actually. I've joked about this. No, no, no. I, I can't believe yeah, it. You see it because like people used to joke about it all the time, but you'd see it. If you look down, I ain't going to throw out names out there, but you just check Arsenal's and see the players who are available around Christmas time on a regular <laughs> basis. You just check Arsenal's, man, and see there's certain man that was, was, was like, you know, coincidentally not playing in and around Christmas. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they did. You know, I was thinking about um, Mikel just quickly. I'd probably get him a kind of like a, a spa treatment for Christmas. So, you know, we're relaxing and let somebody give him a head massage. Uh, he doesn't like, it doesn't look like he needs it though. Not what like, about, man? not because he's stressed, tense, man. not because he's stressed, but like he always looks really well groomed. So yeah. like, I wouldn't ever think that it he needs that action kind man of like, head. yeah, action man head. <laughs> the, the, man hairline, head the hairline is strong. That's the hairline me. is very, very strong. He's had a long year, you know. He's had a long year. He I do have to think, uh, and it's weird to say this, but he did get COVID and him getting COVID did save everything. Saved everything. Save a lot of people and like protect a lot of people. So I'm all, mm. I'm always like, you know what? I'll tell you. I remember now, you got it so early. Yeah. yeah. I, remember getting, I remember getting the train. I was getting the train to head to Norwich because Southampton were going to play Norwich that Saturday. And then that morning, on the Friday, on the Friday morning, it was very much, you know, the day before Arteta had got coronavirus. And mm. then the day afterwards, they went, we're not going to do the league. And it's, he's had a, a hard year, right? Yeah. He's had a year that started in a very strange place, gets the FA Cup, gets the Community Shield. And now, unfortunately, right people now. are making comments about his appreciation of mathematics. Yeah. Can I just say, though, like... I- I woke up this morning, you know, you get your notifications, all the mm-hmm. you know things you subscribe to, and everything is being Arsenal led. Like at the moment, like everything. Yeah, because like, we're yeah because we're a big team and we're in a we're in a, we're in the grinder. Yeah, but it's just like I, I don't know. I feel some type of way about it. Like this whole thing about oh Arsenal are planning for relegation. I'm like it's literally Christmas. <laughs> like that, yeah, I, that, I, that. I, don't, I don't like that. Like, I'm like what are you not talking about? That has never ever happened. But then when you sit down and think about it, you're like. What if it actually does happen? And I don't like the way that they're trying to make me think. That's what I don't like. Like, why are you making me think like this? I wasn't thinking like this before I read that. So why now? I don't, don't like you put it. that evil on me. No, exactly. You know? What, 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 what would you do if you got, so let's say Christmas Day, they will mm-hmm. come in, they will do their training and they will mm-hmm. finish their training and they will come in. Uh, we're going to have a special, like, clear the air, like, talk. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in a room, socially distanced, and it's you and you have to give, like, a pep talk for Arsenal. Ooh. the rest of the season what would you say Ian. right now yeah, yeah. What, you, you know what I'd, I'd probably say um listen i know right now it's funny because i was <laughs> it's really weird you asked it because like I, w- I was in the car thinking what would you say to the players right now what i'd probably say to them is i don't think about it too much i'd literally start talking and i'd say you know something i'm looking at where we are we're better than that but you've looked down the years and even I'd go back to as far as the best team I've ever known to go down at a time when they were, they had really good players, Roy Keane, Stuart Pearce, you know what I mean? Nigel Clough, you know, was not in the forest. And the, the old adage of like, you're, you're not, not too good to, to go down. You can't not think of that. But what I would say to them is, this team is better on paper 
than at least 14 of these teams easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's got to come down to an application and an attitude kind of like scenario. For me, it's got to come down to that. You've got to, you've got to try and get that, give them that any given Sunday speech where you say you have to go with the small margins to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players in that dressing room I've probably never, ever been anywhere near this kind of like, what's going on here? I know that, um, what's it, I got it, I got it here, the, a Bamiyang in, is, 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 um, with um, Klopp, they had a real yep. tussle um, with, with, with relegation. Rob Holdings had his time at, um, at Bolton. Um, Mustafi, Valencia, um, I remember they were, they were down there for a while. And then Callum Chambers on his loan spells, Middlesbrough and, uh, and Fulham when they were relegated. But there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, negativity and relegation in that dressing room. So what I would say to them is you, you have to now play without the fear. You have to try and take them back to, you have to take them to the place of when you played football, when you was younger, mm-hmm. you have to take them into a place where you played without fear, Jeanette, yeah, where you're not worried about um, what's going to happen. If this, you're just playing because yeah. if, if they don't find that, you know, playing, I'm going to try and pass it through there, even though it might get cut out. They might, if they don't find that and something that's different to what they're doing now, they're going to get deeper. And this is a massive test for that squad now because it's going to get deeper because, like I said, I don't want to continue talking about what's going on upstairs and da 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 What you want to talk about is the mentality of the players now because that's what's going to get them out of it. So you want to try and speak to them in a way that makes them touch the core of themselves and what they're about in respect of trying to not get out of a situation, but just mm-hmm. be true to what they are in respect of how good they are, Jeanette. It's fundamentals, oh. isn't it? Like, yeah. it's the, it's the, and I hear that when you say, like, just go back to your inner kid, like, because mm. when you used to step on the pitch when you were a child, the fear of losing in your body was, mm. you know, it was top. But mm. now as you get older and there's so many more things that come into play and so many more things at stake, they they sometimes start to take over, but you mm. literally have to step on that pitch and say, "All right, if we 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 cannot lose today, that that has to be the mentality. You cannot yeah. think about getting a draw or keeping a clean sheet. Like you just got to think, right? We cannot lose without three points today. Do you know what I mean? So I genuinely feel like, off the back of the weekend, you're looking at something like that and you're thinking, "Wow, like where where are the club going? Like what does that look like? How do they come off that slippery slope?" And Ian, you speak about all those players that have been through the mire at different clubs and trying to get out of those relegation battles. But how many of them can you draw on for an experience? Mm. Like who, out yeah. of that list you just said, Ian, like who are you looking at and saying, right, probably, this is the guy, this is the guy that is going to be able to help. You know? Well, you probably have, you look at, like I say, like Obers, he's been there in respects of being down there and under pressure from a team that's not meant to be down there. Yeah. Um, you look at the rest, you look at, like I say, Mustafi at Valencia, but, Mustafi's not somebody that you look at and say, we're going we're gonna to bank on Mustafi with all due respect to him. You look at Oba, who's the captain, you have to spell, yeah, he has to score goals because I've never been in this situation where if you don't score them, you, you're getting dragged c- c- closer to the mire. You're getting in, dragged in. And I think to myself, I don't even know how I would react to trying to score goals where if you miss this, it means that you're getting further into the mire. You know what I mean? When I was scoring, like we never went down at Palace. All the time you're scoring goals, it was just to, to, to elevate and to, to go forward. It was never, if I, God, you, can you imagine as a forward, you're going out and you're thinking, I have to take this chance. If I don't take this chance, everybody's expecting me to. And I'm not getting many. 
And mm-hmm. I'm not getting many. You look at Aubameyang. That's why his finish against Southampton was so brilliant. Is, you know, I have to take it. I've, I don't, even thinking about it now, that makes me nervous. Go, that would make me nervous going into a game. Yeah. You know, being at Arsenal now, having to, to take chances what are not being made and you know you might get a half chance makes me nervous. And this is why you look at it and you think to yourself, they have to go to a place where they're not thinking about the ramifications of what might happen if they lose. They They've lose. simply yeah. got to. Tony Adams used to say, the last thing he'd say before he went out, because we'd it bang on the wall and like everybody would be doing, yeah, come on, listen. And he'd say, Effin, shut up. Effin, shut up. Just do your job. Mm. Do your job. Can't you and man just assemble like Avengers and just go? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking like, you, you got me gas now. I'm thinking like, yeah, you man just going to go in and say, this is what we have to do. You know what the thing is? is that, yeah, but the thing is, Carl, Carl and Jeanette, is that I watched Burnley last night mm-hmm. um, against Wolves and I thought to myself, that is a team that knows what it's like to be in and around it. Did you see how they played those last 10, 15 minutes? Amazing. Amazing. You look at, you know what I forgot to mention as well? Cedric Suarez. He like played in that Southampton side where yeah. they were struggling. I watched Cedric Suarez for half a season. Yes. <laughs> is he going to, is he going to, is he, can he lead us out, Carl, please? I've had a lot of Arsenal fans ask me questions about Cedric Suarez mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. Let loose, I, was, I was gobsmacked when he signed for Arsenal. This is how gobsmacked I was. Mm-hmm. Smack, oh God. <laughs> That's a proper smack. That's a gob smack. Oh my days. I've seen him play some very good games for Southampton where you think, wow, you know what I mean? Going back, going forward, good pace, you know, good footballer. But like He won you know, the Euros. Yes. Portugal, yeah. Won the Euros, played for Inter. He's he's a football player in a lot of ways. And what you're describing, Ian, about how pressure is different, mm-hmm. where it goes from being pressure to, I've got to score this goal so we're still in the title race, to mm. I've got to score this goal so we avoid relegation, because it requires just like a different kind of energy, right? Different There's, mindset. Yeah. Different There's, mindset. Because when you're trying to win games so you want to win trophies, you are, you're still being kind of creative, right? Your brain is still going, if plan A doesn't work, I'm going to do plan B. I'm going to try and do plan C. I'm trying to do this. Whereas... I mean, I've only really played amateur sport, whatever, but I've been in relegation battles at that sort of level. And my, when, when you're in a relegation battle, it's not about being creative or trying to score goals. It's just doing the dirty stuff first. Your priorities mm-hmm. flip. It's not about trying to break down the fences or trying to be clever. Mm-hmm. It's all about just do the nasty stuff. You've just got to win. Yeah, you've got to go to a dark place. You've just because, got to you know, win. Like I said, you have to look at, at the Burnleys. Mm-hmm. Remember, Arsenal as a whole football club, they don't know what this is like, really. Nah. You know what I mean? On the outside looking. This is why, you know, Mikel, I've got a lot of faith in Mikel and his coaching. And like I say, you know, if he's able to then get the kind of players that he wants to implement what he wants to do, then I believe we'll see something good. And if we don't, then I'll have to say, you know what? Hands up. He wasn't the guy I thought he was going to be. But at the moment, with the way he is and his intensity, you'd like to think, and with the, the amount of like, plaudits he got from the Manchester City players mm-hmm. you'd like to think that he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but at the moment maybe he hasn't got all the tools he hasn't got the pieces to do what he wants to do so I'm going to stick with my um my 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 sentiment about you know I believe that he is he is the one there's no way if we're going to talk about 
somebody who knows exactly what needs to happen at Arsenal cultural wise and playing and what it means. He is the main one out of the whole of those people. So you have to have faith. It's the the faith needs to be then instilled into the players. They have to understand what's going on. We can't, what what I would say to every one of those players is do not get yourself involved in social media in this time. Yeah. You do not need that. And right they don't now. really need to come on and give any, any explanations. I feel you're like... You're seeing it, Jeanette. You're seeing it all the time. Yeah, you know? I just don't need to. Don't you don't do need, it. like, just play. Just play and play yeah. well. Because I think what the, the issue is as well, like, whenever you're a team that is, you know, in that kind of situation, right at the bottom of the table, you can't, you know, you can't buy winning Tesco's. It's like all the other teams start looking at you and like, this team is washed. They're so ready. They're, they're going they in. They're going in and the confidence is sky high. Look at what they did. Everton did to us at the weekend. It's just like, okay, all right, cool. And it's it's that kind of energy and they're already in good form. So it's that Mm -hmm. kind of energy they're coming into and they're thinking, right, they don't respect. And it's that lack of respect that Arsenal have to understand is coming their way and just show people why you have to be respected. And that's why I'm like, who can G them up? Like who can give them the vim to say, right, when we go back to the next game, we're going to make this happen. Because I just get so frustrated when I see people that are, like underperforming. And- at some stage, you know, someone's got to have the any given Sunday speech. But, oh. them. We're going into we're going into that vicinity. We need to watch the film, guys. Do watch the any given Sunday. That's my present to the Arsenal team. Yeah. The any given Sunday speech, Al Pacino in the dressing room and Al important that inch is what are you thinking at 18 19 years old like wh- who who who's the guy who's your leader in saying don't watch this this is fine we're going to be good well, you're hoping it's david louise isn't you david louise is a good guy in a dressing room by all counts the way people talk about him in chelsea you only need to look up every time didier Drogba sees louise where he's like that's my boy uh, and uh, louise has always been really good with well i'm um, slightly like his press work his media work his charity work that guy is really, really good and sociable. And he takes yeah. like being the older brother really seriously is my understanding of Luis. So like, David, Luis is look, David Luis is one of the better people to be looking after an 18-year-old like Saka. And I imagine David Luis is telling him all sorts of stories. You got to remember, David Luis won a Champions League final with like half a hamstring. <laughs> Even though he's got silly hair, he, he, he's, he's a like proper professional. <laughs> Lovely hair. He's got yeah, great hair. It's, it's that weird thing of... <laughs> It's that weird thing of, there was a point in time, I'd say around about two or three years ago, where I'm married to XG. So if I got one of those big old charts up and I took the name off and I go, that's Jerome Boateng. You go, oh, that's really nice. And I went, actually, it's David Luiz. You'd be, you'd be very surprised because they were really similar, but the difference was hair. <laughs> Cow. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. August the 17th, 1994. France v the Czech Republic, the 63rd minute. A player warms up on the touchline, long limbs, full head of hair, 14 on his back. 
His name is Zinedine Yazid Zidane. He's been waiting for this a long time. Giant, Zizou's France debut, exclusively on Spotify. In respect to the team of the season so far, I've kind of got a team what I'm kind of happy with. Oh, here I we feel go. Like, yeah, man, I feel like I've got a team that, you know, there's certain... You, I wonder if I should mention the people that kind of not in and around it, or should we mention the team? Have you got teams? You've got a team. Jeanette, ladies first. Let me, Actually, you want to go first? Yeah, well, yeah, so if anything, I could steal and lie and say that <laughs> I had that person in and steal from your team. <sighs> I was going to say it has to be Aston Villa only because of how they started. Like, right. I loved how they started. Okay, the heat's kind of come up a little bit and some of the players are moving a bit, you know, but I am into... <laughs> <laughs> that sound effect for me one more time, please? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> some of the players are moving, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm into them. Do you know what I mean? I feel like what they did at the start of the season, we all came back, you know, into this new Premier League. It was, it was, it was really nice to see. And it was good football considering what they had to go through for the restart and all the whole kind of just make sure they didn't get relegated. I, I'm into it. So shout I'm, out to Aston Villa, I think. Aston Villa are the only team in the Premier League every single game they've had this season. They've had at least 10 shots. Wow! Wow! See, them and attack. <laughs> See, and and, that, and this is the thing. Like when you look at a team like that, and you were speaking about like Ian earlier, like there's no fear. They're just yeah, going out and they're just playing. That's Jack Grealish, you know, yeah, that, that Grealish, Jack Grealish's attitude towards playing football is is exactly how you should you should do it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He's a bit, yes, he's a bit. <laughs> but the, <laughs> we know that my man's a bit. Yeah, but you can't play football. Like Jack Grealish plays and not be off the field and be a bit, you know, not moving out. You know what I mean? You know, the thing is, is that I've never heard somebody describe people's like, people's kind of behavior as, you know, even though some of the men are a bit, you know. So then what we do, so you see with, like I was saying, like, like Southampton and Villa, of course, as teams, but you know, I've, individuals to put in a team because I picked a team that, you know, and, and the thing about picking a team is that of course there's going to be people are going to, there's going to be people are omitted from it. But the thing with the team is, is that up to this point for me, do you want to hear my team? Yeah. This is my, go for it, yeah. Okay. Martinez. Yeah. Emmy. Right. Okay. And I've gone for James Justin at right back. Yep. Connor Cody, Michael Keane and Andy Robertson as my back four. Then I've got Hoiberg, Fernandez, and Grealish. People say, well, where's De Bruyne? But yeah, De Bruyne's doing his thing. But for me, this, <laughs> these, these people, are, I, I want because they're a bit more now. you know get I me? Mean? <laughs> and then up front, I've got Kane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Son. Manager, Jurgen Klopp. I would be happy with that team. You know, of course, there's people that's missed out, you know, like Jared Bowen. You know what? People like Jared Bowen should get a mention for nows and the way they're playing. Danny Ings, Wolf Prowse and all that. Vestergaard. Yeah. Somebody who I'd love to have played against, but you watch him, man, for the size of him, can play football. You know, you've got the, the, you've got the Sadio Mane's and, and, and Salas and Genie Wijnaldum's who've been playing brilliantly and all that sort of stuff. Calvin, Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford. But for me, that team, even Saka, you know, Saka yeah. in a decent Arsenal side is probably in and around it. But for me, that team, those guys have really made an impression on their teams this season. 
Who's to, who have you got in there from Liverpool? Has you got anyone in there from Liverpool? No, who I've got from Liverpool is Robertson. Robertson. I've only got Robertson mm. and manager Klopp. And Klopp, yeah, of course. Because, yeah. you know, you, you, can, you feel, can you feel me? Yeah, There's no, been some injuries. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I'd have Fabinho at centre-back. You'd have Fabinho? That guy's so good at the tiny stuff. And mm. I always think about how... We know that the tiny stuff now is what I'm talking about. It's so important. Just... I just think about that Monaco team, the Monaco team with that Mbappe and Falcao and had Fabinho and had Bakayoko mm. and Bakayoko goes to Chelsea and it doesn't really work out. Mm. And there were loads of, there was like two or three moments where Bakayoko just looked a bit confused in Chelsea's mm. midfield. Yeah. And you were watching that and you saw Fabinho get to Liverpool and you went, oh, oh you're confused dude. because at Monaco, Fabinho was telling you some of the tiny stuff. I was like helping you get through all the tiny little right. details and you can see it now because it's all behind closed doors. Fabinho is the guy just going closer, touch it's tight. The brain, yeah. the brain right. behind it Man all. on. Yeah. That game mm. of Reese Williams. Thiago Silva, Kurt Zuma business. I did not see Thiago Silva being this good. Nor did I. This, in 2020. Right? I, I thought he'd be okay, maybe play one game a week, but like <laughs> this is good? He is so good. But then we've got to say Kante. Kante's yeah. got to have, Kante has got, got to have helped. I know he moved Kante. him. Yeah. Kante's got to have helped. If you're Thiago Silva and he says, yeah, but I need protection. Who have you got? Kante? I'm coming. Mm. I'm coming at 35, 36. I'm coming because you, you know you're going to be like protected. Yeah. yeah. Reese James. Reese James and with Thiago Silva. It's got to be doing something. Mm. Who did you put up front again, Ian? I put Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Son yeah. and Kane. Yeah, not even, what about Jamie Vardy? You're not even interested in. You know the thing is, it's not that I'm not interested in him, but you know what? With Jamie Vardy, um, he's doing what Jamie Vardy does, mm. and if we're going to talk about these three, then I think that the emergence of Dominic Calvert-Lewin has to be, it has to be up there, it has to be lauded simply because of the. There was a time not too long ago where people were saying, "Yeah, but he's just not good enough at this level. He's not going to score the goals. He's not." And I remember saying to somebody, I said, I watch him and he does all the things that a striker does, near post, far mm-hmm. post, link the play, unbelievable in the air. It's like he's got a, a mini trampette in his boots, <laughs> right? He, he wins his own flick-ons. Yep. And you think, so when I watched him, you think to yourself, if, if, he, if he could have had goals to his game, then we're talking about elite. And I think that, remember the times when they were talking continually about Romelu Lukaku, oh, they haven't replaced him. Oh, they need to replace All that time, they were playing him to the point where people say he doesn't score. Everton won't score. Now he's scoring. You look at it, you think to yourself, he is, he is, he is the arch- archetypical centre forward now. Yeah. He scores goals. And look at his goals. Scrappy in the box, bam, get in there. You know, even a goal against Arsenal, he's in there, gets the luck. And you like said you want to turn him into Inzaghi? Inzaghi, mm. the, the one and touch. Inzaghi's, yeah, one touch. It was all about one touch, two touch. And to, to, to answer though, know, Jeanette, with Vardy, is that we know what he's going to do. It's like what he came on. He only needed five minutes against Arsenal to come on and do what he does. And he does that all the time with no complaints. Never see him turn around and throwing his arms up in the, in the air and say, why didn't you lay me in? Mm-hmm. Works tirelessly for the team. But we know that he does that. And I think that the way Kane's played, the way he's dropped off and he's showing this number 10, nine and a half business and then Son is just... Son is electric for me. Fire, I think man. that, of course, Vardy could be in there, but then you have to make a choice, Jeanette. God. You have to make a choice. Would you keep that front three, Carl? I would. I really yeah. would. 
I mean, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, he was, he, yeah. He was so, so I, before, during lockdown, I had a look at all the possible strikers that could go to the Euros. So, mm. I mean, okay, Harry Kane stats, Danny Ng stats, Rashford stats, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it's all good. Tommy Abraham's got like a favourite spot. I'm like, that's interesting. And then um, I looked at Dominic Calvert-Lewin's ones and I went, hang on. <laughs> and he had, uh, he had like 12 goals on 13 XGO. And this guy's surgical. Mm. And uh, he didn't score during Project Restart, but I remember before the start of the season, I went, this guy was doing really good before the lockdown. And if he starts the season well, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. And I, I remember yeah. tweeting it out and whatnot. Um, and I went, he's probably going to score 20 goals this season. And yeah. he's just... Yeah. And, rem- and, and the thing is as well, you've got to, you've got to look before I ask, because you're going to have to write down your team for me. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is, is that now that he's got the, the taste, it's like mm-hmm. watching Andy Cole go from Bristol City when people used to say the same thing, yeah, he won't score enough goals. Yeah, he looks nice and this and that. He won't score enough goals. When he went to Bristol City and scored, went to Newcastle and then Beardsley just told him, I'm going to make you score goals. But once Andy Cole got the, the taste for goals, didn't stop scoring. I think that Dominic Calvert-Lewin, as long as they continue to have those players behind him, they're very solid at the back now, Everton, mm-hmm. even though I think Yerimina and, and Michael Keane are, can still be ex- exploited. But, with Allen and Decore there, that's fine. But if they can have James, Richarlison, and even Gomez get back to that form what he had before he had that injury, he will continue to score goals because now what's going to happen is, is that the manager will say, we need to get the ball in here because this mm-hmm. guy scores goals. He's turned into that guy. They're going to cater for him. It's amazing when that happens. Go on. From the other side of Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, Curtis Jones. Yeah, but now we're talking about somebody who Along the way now, you've seen, look, I was saying the other day, I don't know where I said it, maybe um, the Premier League, that he's, the way they've nurtured him through for him to be there now, and when you watch him, in, watch him against Spurs the other day, even to the point when he started in the FA Cup against Shrewsbury, scored and done brilliantly, scored great goals then. And the way they've nurtured him up to this point, and I'm watching him doing backheel flicks and doing stuff, passing simply, taking his opportunity to get in the box, shooting when he had the opportunity. He just looks like a complete player already. Mm-hmm. You could look at him and you think to yourself, well, really, yes, Thiago's going to come back in. Can Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain shift him now with the way he plays? You look at him and you think, yeah, he's the future and he's probably going to be there for many years. He's absolutely fantastic. Like, 19. He's fantastic. 19. Unbelievable. 19. Imagine if he goes to the Euros. You know, the thing about it is, is that again, he could go to the Euros because I'm not saying he's Jack Grealish, but he can play in that role where he's in advance of the midfield, playing in that hole. And he can not only see a pass, but he'll get into the box mm-hmm. and, try and, and score. But he, he's got everything. Mm. He could be easily a surprise addition. Team of the season, I'm thinking in my head, right, okay, actual squad. And now mm. it will take me about half a day to do that. So that is pressure. I'm not going to no, bow down to that no, pressure about would, who might be the best 11 are so far. No way. No, 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 no. But like you like Vardy. You probably have Vardy. Yeah, I probably would. I'd and mix up feels a bit. You know, can I just say about Martinez? He's just, honestly, oh. I just, yeah. I, I can't even talk about it. Like, because that is somebody who said, right, okay, cool. I'm not going to get the number one spot here. I'm out. And go then when you go and do one, what you're to. doing, yeah. like, it's just, that just goes to, sh- that's heart for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, I want to play. Give me the chance. 
And now he's got it. Look. You know the thing with that as well, Jeanette, because I'm gonna Carl, I'm gonna ask you for your team, man. You gotta give me, I need to get I need to get your team as well. But the thing with Emmy, I always look at players like that, what, 26, 27, and he's just said, I'm leaving. Mm. I'm leaving. Yep. Um, it's about me. And I admire that because I think that even though towards the end I went to Burnley, went to Scotland because it was a great, great like um, experience to go to Scotland. But at that stage of my career, when I was in the meat and bones of my career, I don't think I would have had that in me to say, I'm leaving. I wouldn't have done it. So you have to admire that. And now look at him. He's, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. So good. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. And, you know, you're praying to God that, you know, when you listen to Bernd Leno, who, you know, he doesn't let us down. He doesn't really let us down. But when you look at the emergence of Emmy Martinez and what he could have done, you could have easily seen him being at Arsenal for another 50, 10, 10 years, easily. Easily, the number one. So we were very fortunate in that. And I thought that in the end, you, the money we got for him, you have to take. But he's worth a lot more than that now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I wish, I wish listeners could see some of the faces you two are pulling right now. Because <laughs> you're both really happy for Emmy, but also when you finish speaking, both of your faces are like, oh, yeah, pondering like what could have been, you know. So it is what it is. Can you play defensive midfield, <laughs> Carl? What's your? T- can we go to Carl's team? Did you have anything in mind? Because I know you and Musa and and, and Ryan like have got that kind of that kind of like memory and yeah. I remember, yeah, back in 1912. Yeah, in- <laughs> well, you weren't even born. <laughs> and man knows so much, bro. So the history is crazy. Honestly, it's so <laughs> So I know that Carl would have seen stuff. What are you thinking in respect of <laughs> your individual team of the year? Because like, you know, I, I, like all of these teams, the guys that I've picked, they're all, their teams are doing pretty well. My guy for goalkeeper is, and it feels weird because he's just conceded seven, but it's Guyata for Crystal Palace. He's so such sorry. a good goalkeeper. No, yeah, but yeah. can we just, just, just quickly so we can give Liverpool some love here? Yeah. It was, you know what that was? That was like watching a surgeon doing his best work. Doing his best work. And I'm talking about in respects of that last third and just literally, literally stripping them guys. They, 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 they didn't do too much wrong, but got punished. Just got punished by just when you're playing against the best. Carl, I, I like that. I love that, Guaita. I love that. Liverpool scored, what, three goals on three shots and you're going, oh, that's, it's that's scary be. hours. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. shouts to Sadio Mane for um, keeping his promise to a Liverpool mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the celebration. And, uh, doing a celebration oh, yeah. for his granddad. Mm-hmm. I know things, are, things can be quite sad and scary right now, but Mane doing that a proper... It was like, massive. Was massive was Mane's yeah. one of the good ones. Beautiful. For sure. um, so I've got Guiata in goal. Uh, left back's an interesting one. I'll probably have to go Robertson. Um, centre back, I'm going to go for Fofana. Oh, Leicester. I love that. Mm. I, I, do you, yeah. I don't understand how Leicester no keeps doing that coming, bro. No uh, one saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And he just blasted him in, Brendan <laughs> Rodgers. Blast him in. Go, go on. Go do your thing. <laughs> go and do it. <laughs> go on in. Yep. I've heard that oh, apparently when Brendan Rodgers came in at Leicester, he had conversations with the training. Like he sort of went, okay, do, do like some of the training sessions you used to do on the Claude Puel. And he went, it's too slow. I need you to do everything like 10 to 15% faster and with more intensity. And he's all about everything. You like, Do it once. And once you master your skill, do it quicker with more intensity. And this is the idea wow. of 
complete masteries when you're able to do everything at top speed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm forever stunned by how much other managers rate Brendan Rodgers and how yeah. many times Brendan Rodgers will be doing something. And then like, like Pochettino on Monday Night Football and then Brendan, and then he talked to Brendan Rodgers and just like how happy Pochettino was to talk to Brendan Rodgers. Like, wait, you talk boys like that. Yeah. Um, they, they all love him. him. They respect him. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got that. Yeah. I'll go for Fana. I'll go for Binho, as I talked about how much I like mm-hmm. Fabinho before. Right, right back. Right. It might be Serge Aurier. Like I am. Wow. I have That's had, really been pulled. He was just going about his business, man. I He's been pulled some, in. I've had my question marks about Serge Aurier for a long, long, long time. And uh, he can be over eager and he can be. Reckless is the be word. Very reckless. Before. If you watch the Amazon documentary, there's the bit where Mourinho says, your defending scares me. Yeah. Look what he did to Fafana. Yeah, but the thing is, man, already I'm thinking, I can't wait to play against this back four. <laughs> Just because. I'm, I'm, my t- I'm can't, I've got my team up against this back four. I love this. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Aurier's been, he's been, he's been good for a lot of sections. He's reined yeah, it in. Yeah, yeah. Mourinho, the fact that Mourinho's managed to get someone like Aurier to buy into his method and go, yeah. this is what you're going to do. You're going to calm it down. And mm-hmm. it's nearly always worked. Yeah. That impresses me. Um... I want to have N'Golo Kante because how can you not N'Golo Kante and he's in the right position now isn't it yeah. I, I just feel yeah. like that just makes more sense now um, I'm going to have James Ward-Prowse yes uh, of him as, like my, yeah. as, like number, as the number six box the box because yeah. free kicks corner kicks that guy can play three maybe four can he, games can he play six can he play at number six as well can he do that holding role yeah yeah so in, in, in the Southampton system they're both yeah. number sixes mm. well they two sort of number eight responsibilities and he's great. Uh, Can we I'd, shout out Romeo as well just because? Can we give him a shout out? I should give him a shout out. Romeo, Southampton's got to get some love, man. Man's, I like him. He never shot the ball last season and then I saw his first goal this season and he's like pinged it outside the box. I remember I was, it was like the early kickoff. So I had like a bowl of cereal and I'm watching this on BT Sport and he's just like done it from 25 yards out and I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. You can do that. <laughs> you know when a, you know when a football player just scores it like does an outside the box goal and you went, who told you how to do that? Well I went to your he scored a headed goal going, Oh yeah, you can Whoa. do those. <laughs> you know what? Him scoring that one against Man United, I know it was close enough. He scored it with his header and it was weird to watch because yeah. he doesn't do that. No. Hey, Wait, dude, what? He scored a header, that was strange. <laughs> You're not Talk. Yeah. So Ward Prowse, uh, I got yeah. Jack Grealish in there because he's a jugador. He's a jugador, man. He is. Son. If you have Son, can you not have Kane? Okay. Do you All have right. to have Kane? I mean, Do they come together? Yeah, because yeah, I'll put them together. together. And my third choice, Patrick Bamford. Patrick Bamford. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, I want to give Patrick Bamford stuff because people were saying Bamford wasn't a Premier League striker. He was that yeah. sort of too good for the championship, yeah. not good enough for the Premier League. Yeah. And I just like that Leeds team. I just like everything about Bielsa and how Bielsa's approach is. I don't need superstars to solve problems. I can just mm. teach people next to me how to solve yeah. problems and empower them to do stuff. And when you look at how Bamford sort of ricocheted throughout all these teams yeah. and people yeah. saying he's, he's too lightweight and he's too this and he's too ni- nice and he's all this. And the fact that he's leading the line for Leeds United and is scoring goals. And yeah, Leeds are, yeah, they, Lost six two. <laughs> can I can I but, just quick 
That's nice. <laughs> Can I just say quickly on that? Because I've just got to, with Ole and what Ole done to Leeds the other day. Because you know, with Leeds, Leeds, honestly, I have to give, these vibes are great, man. People kind of like got my, saying that Ollie's playing off of vibes. They got it mixed up, man. They got it mixed up. No, no, wait, wait, Ian. You can't go back on that. Don't go back on that. You said that with your chest. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back now because I've got like, my chest is wheezing. I've got a wheezing chest now. Watching what Ole, because they they played right into his hands and I'm not going to go hard long on this. I just want to say, when I watched the game, I thought, yeah, Ole, I see what you're doing, man. Because Leeds want to mark everybody, Man to man. Did you see the movement? Martial, Fernandez, leaving space for people like McTominay to come through and score like that. The, the, the movement, because when they're out, of the, when they haven't got the ball, they mark a man. And then Man United just made them just, some of the times I saw Calvin Phillips down in left back spot, right mm-hmm. back, spot, leaving the whole of the middle open for people to go and do their stuff. You're seeing like Ailing having to come all the way into midfield with Marsh. I said, Rask, like, Ollie, you're me, bro. Man's vibes are wicked. <laughs> Jesus, I was, when I was watching, I said, Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm going to blame, I blame it on Roscoe. I'm blaming it on manager. <laughs> because that's what happens. I'm like, like Ron Burgundy. Me and Roscoe were talking and we, the, the word vibes, the word vibes came into it. Man, man's just like, the coaching on vibes and it stayed in my head. Oh, God. Like, no, that, that was, for me, a kind of a masterclass and you could see our leads. They were literally like, what's going on? How come we continue to concede because they're, they're, they're man-marking? Mm-hmm. People are taking them out of the game. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Carl, who's your, who's your manager then, Carl? Who's your manager, Carl? That's a good question. I would probably give it to my man, Ralph. Yes, Pass Ralph. Yeah. Again, another manager who just wants to make players better. He's not about, he, he uses the word fantasy players for anyone over 15 million. He's like, no, I, I will much rather use academy players and use whatnot. That game against Manchester City, what was really interesting was, yeah, City got the win, but basically from the hour mark, he brings on academy player, Nathan Teller, who mm. you know, spent some time at Arsenal. Then he brings on another academy player, Dan Dulu, and you're going, Oh, you're you're gonna go toe to toe with Pep Guardiola and Manchester City's machine with two people you've brought through your own academy and you're teaching mm-hmm. them the like fundamentals of this is how you become a top level football player. Mm-hmm. I trust you to play against Man City. I'm like, that's wow, that's big. That's what you want. That's, that's what you want your football manager to do, right? It's not yeah. you want your football manager yeah. to go, Oh, I need an extra 30 million in January. It's like, no, yeah. I've got this. Let me bring this youth man in yeah. and bring him into a team that's confident. And this is what people are, are forgetting as well. When, you bring in, when you're bringing young players through, and obviously this is, we spoke about Curtis Jones. When you bring them through and they're seeing unbelievable stuff, they know that they've got to go to a certain level. Mm-hmm. But when the manager then picks them, they know that they're, they're kind of in and around that level. Then it's mm-hmm. up to them to go on there. And this is what I'm saying about what we're doing at the minute Arsenal. I want to turn it back into Arsenal, but Play with confidence. Yeah. Play with the, play with the, the vigor and the gust of why the manager picked you. Don't go on there and then turn into the person that's going to pass backwards all the time. Don't be that guy. Don't be that Ross Clark guy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, 
Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. So, Jeanette, WSL, talk to me, man. I watched some games. Can I just say before we get into it? Yeah. Leah, like, Leah Gorton's first left foot goal was one of the hardest, most beautiful left foot strikes I've seen for a long time, man. She is Jesus. something else. Like, you know what? Think about Manchester United, yeah? As a club, and mm. Carl, you could, you, could, you could correct me if I'm wrong, they got so much stick for mm. taking ages to put mm. together their women's team. Yeah. But they've done it. And the way they are doing I mean, it, properly, they've done it properly. So like, you have to rate it. They, they came into the game and said, okay, cool. We're going to come in because you lot are moaning. But mm-hmm. we're going to come in and we're going to show you. And Casey Stoney, like mm-hmm. when we talk about flowers, Terminator, man. she let, give her, give her the, give her the whole shot. Give mm-hmm. her every single flowers that are available right now. Like, because she is something else. And what she's been able to do with that team is unreal. Leah Gorton, listen, on the weekend, mm-hmm. I was watching it on, um, on the FA player because I, I was at the Arsenal game. Mm-hmm. But like, just to see the way she moves and yeah. the way she's able to finish I rate it so, so, so highly. And like, listen, United are in with a shout for, for the title. Without a doubt. Like, you know what's good about it though, Jeanette, you, you mentioned that, the Man United, and what's got, and the thing is why you can never, ever not respect how Man United go about their business because for Man United, you know, listening to, uh, what is it, Repino, when she was saying about, uh, for a club like Man United, da, da, da. and I love the way Casey Stone just, just, just put it, just, she just like shut it down. She said, yeah, but I, we know that when we're coming, we're going to come Mm-hmm. Correct. So what we're going to do, we're going to just throw out a team there so that Man United can get beaten 10s and 11 nils and people talking about Man United like, oh my God, look at Man United. They, when we come, you'll know we're there. Mm-hmm. And like, we're looking at them now, top of the league again. They're here. And to, the, the thing with them is, with her at the Elm, they're kind of here to stay. They're kind of here to stay because you look at their players, they're all so intense. They're so ready. Tobin, you know what I mean? Honestly, Tobin. Listen. Right chemistry so quickly, right? You see, that first squad in the championship, mostly championship players, a couple from the bottom half of the Super League. And you're like, okay, that's how you build a team to get promoted pretty quick. You've got the right Mm -hmm. element of like youth and experience. You do that. And, you know, the way they, every single transfer just build and build and build. Mm -hmm. It's like Casey Stoney has... I mean, she's been there and done that. She's got the hard drive. Like, she knows exactly what type of squad you need to win a title. Yeah. You need, yeah. you know, high exper- experienced veterans. You need very talented young people. And you need everyone to basically buy in and players to basically put aside their egos for the greater good. And she knows mm-hmm. how to do that. And she knows yeah. what sort of players you need to do that. And, I mean, they haven't missed in the transfer window yet. No. And it's just the case now of, I mean, it's the thing that that might stop them is squad depth because I'm not sure if they've got enough bodies. Yeah, and that's the only thing. So like, we have to see how this, the, the season kind of plays out. But with on, on Tobin Heath, right, mm. it's interesting, like, the, the, the conversation around the WSL at the moment is the fact that there are so many international foreign players coming into the league that mm. then only staying for a little bit and then bouncing. Yeah. But, like, she looks like somebody who's here, like, she's like, right, I'm here now. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm here gonna, to yeah. stay. Like, like, it's not... You would have seen like Alex Morgan. She's been exactly. here for a few months, and you know, certain people aren't actually happy about that. Do you know, yeah, but I was going like, to ask you about that though, Jeanette, yeah, because but... when you look at it, like it, it does seem like it's one of those. I think from Tottenham's point of view, um, I feel it was, it was, it was another 
kind of like play for their global identity to get mm. a player of her caliber coming over. And I thought it was very good. And of course, from a footballing point of view, it's not worked out for her. Mm. But you know, she, she has had a, she's just had a baby. She's not she's long had a baby. She's had a baby. Literally, Literally just, just had, had a baby. A baby. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that, you know, I, I think that it was a great signing, but for me, people got to understand, and I'm not saying it's because of, you know, she's moved across from her country. She's here now. She's got a baby. Isn't that, but, what happens when I've, I've, I just need to know, Jeanette, from a woman's point of view, because we're now in this place. We have to ask about this because mm. it's something that happens when a lady, when you've had a baby coming back from that. And I'm not saying that this is the reason for whatever reason, but obviously as a man, we can't even get into the sphere of thinking about our bodies and how we have to recover. Then you have to look up. Is, that will have had a major effect on what's going on. Physically and mentally. I've got two kids, yeah? And there is no way on God's green earth that I would have come back to any type of elite sport after having my children. And that's just me. So when I look at women that are able to do that, I'm like, you're actually a machine. And for <laughs> any man that has been in the labour room when your woman is giving birth oh, and God, you walk out there, you walk out there a changed man. You're yeah. like, what have, I, what have I just seen? No, but can I tell you just quickly what happened to me in there, Jeanette? Let me tell you, because Nancy, she's having, she's having Roxanne and we'd done the stuff where we was doing the, listening to the music and she was going through that, she's going through that bit, Carl, I'm sure you'll realise, you'll get it one day, where it was starting to get intense and Mr. Full Fool, Mr. Me, say, do you, do you want to hear, um, should, should we put the music on? Listen, man, that turned around and looked at me like the woman in the fucking exorcist, man. <laughs> she said, shut up! Shut your effing mouth! Man, I swear to God, right? You were trying, you were trying. I was trying because you're useless in there. Any man will tell you you're useless in there, so you think that you're saying something like that and it's going to help. But she said that, and I literally, you know what? I felt like I was nine years, the tears just started to come down, come down my face. And you realise, and this is what I'm saying right. with the women, you what see, they're going through. You see that? You see that? Like, you know, shout out Rich Free too. When I was pregnant and I was literally about to have my first child, he said to my husband, bruv, when you go in there, don't be a liability, be an asset. That was the lit, that's, that's what he said to him. <laughs> don't be a liability, be an asset. And that stuck with me for so long because I like, you listen to what you just said. Yeah. Listen to what you just said. But, you know, back to the subject of like being, for Alex Morgan, being able to do what she did and then come over, like, we all get it. It was a big marketing thing mm, for Spurs. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be honest, because coming back after three months after having a kid, being able to train at a certain level, the body's moving mad, like things have been moved around. It's always going to be really, really tough. So sometimes I felt like there was a little bit too much pressure on her as a person to mm. kind of come out there and perform to the level that we expected her to. Mm. And that, that wasn't fair. That was not fair. During COVID as well? During yes. COVID, like the, the, whole, the whole thing was crazy. It's, it's just, you've got to bear in mind during COVID because of social distancing, less yeah. time to train properly, less time mm. to do recovery stuff. You're not really, you know, able to get like massage. Climatized in a new country. Climatized in a new country, crying baby. I wouldn't be surprised if she just, if, if Alex Morgan went, it's COVID, right? Yeah. What's happening on the fly routes right now? What's happening with not? not I need to get home with my extended back. family yeah. my right now and I might yeah, come back sleep. later on. And Which is yeah. totally understandable. Which is totally fair. Understandable. But then what is good though, I guess, like, and we speak about this, is the fact that all of these players are coming over. We can see actually it is, I think it's the best women's league in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like I, what we see in terms of the quality, what we see in terms of the investment that's going into it. And like, you know, I know you do loads 
with um, the WSL and stuff and even just speaking to the players like we went and we went and spoke to Jill Hrod, didn't we a few weeks ago and wasn't she great talking about her relationship with Vivian Miedemar and yes. you see that there's there's a there's an energy that's running through the clubs on a global level like that yeah. it's actually it's creating a good product and that for me is key because when I was doing the, um, the highlight show the other day with Leanne Sanderson, she's been in the States for 10 years. Yeah. And that's off the back of her playing out. Leanne's there. had some clubs, man. She's been at clubs. Yes. Here, like, and it's like, when you speak to Leanne and you speak to her about the way a lot of the English girls went to the States and they, you know, moved around loads, mm. like Scott, Anita Asante, and Iluko. But now... We can't forget Kelly Smith and what she's done pioneering all this stuff. Leagues and closing ball, down leagues. She had Yankee, to come back. All yeah. those girls. Like, and it's like, they then come back and... That generation's now you know, moved on, mm. but this this new cohort of girls, forget it, they're on it, and they and they understand the value in the WSL at the moment. Mm. So it's good to see. It's really good to I see. I tell you what, Jeanette, with, with um, whatever happens, I think with Alex Morgan, I think there's more than enough reasons for her to say, you know what, from a footballing point of view, because it didn't work out for her. But I think that training with her and being around her, maybe the Tottenham the Tottenham ladies would have would have got something. Mm-hmm. would have got something because I think that they for Alex Morgan it's the circumstances are very much different yeah she'll probably be thinking maybe I've got some unfinished business so maybe we never know she may come back in maybe a year's time or two you don't know but I have to say I, I don't blame her one bit but d- depending on her legacy especially because she's done the teacup finger business with us and <laughs> you know you know, with the teacup, which was I thought was was pretty cool. I thought at the I time like I thought, yeah, man, you've got that. Give That's us a good that. celebration. <laughs> Great celebration. Um, the thing with it is, is that you're just hoping that because you're now small minded, some like the football foul, and how we are, they say, yeah, yeah, but when you came over here, you couldn't cut it. I don't want that to happen <laughs> yeah. for her. I don't want that to happen yeah. for her. But you know what? I got just quickly on Arsenal and Everton. Watching Everton, I'm worried for Everton mm. um, because of the way they played and how easily. Arsenal dismantled them. And again, because I watched the game and you cannot help but watch it with um, a, a critical eye. I watch all football with a critical eye until you see something good, you think, oh, that was brilliant. But then you say, why is it wrong? The, 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 the space and time that they're giving, like Everton are, are giving Arsenal, for me, those are the things that if I'm coaching and coaching the teams that are not so, that are not the, the Man Cities, the Chelsea's, the, um, the Arsenal's, the top end, you know, when, when They've got to be tighter. Yeah, they've got to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it can't, they, some of the times they're making it too easy. They've got to be tighter. And for me, I would be working with these girls on getting tighter and making it harder for people to get shots off and stuff like that. That's Listen. the one. That's the first thing you notice with them. They, they're not getting close enough. They're not working hard enough to get close. And Arsenal did that to Everton on the weekend without Miedemar. Miedemar's on the bench. Mm, like So mm. when you've got your star player that's not even on the pitch and you're able to do that to a team, like you have really got to look at yourself and think, okay, yeah. what's going on? Jordan Nobbs, the first four minutes it took them to score. Four yes. minutes, like that's how open, wide open. That's the thing is, it's like the defenders like Finnegan, yeah. Ruler. I think them, 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 they're good. They're good defenders, but it seems like when things happen quick on them, it's just like they're almost stuck. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not moving. They're not reacting. And like when you've got a team that as fluent as the top teams are, and fluent, and like you mentioned, like for me, Jill Rod, man, mm. just love Jill Rod. I love her. Yes, yeah, she's so good. Right? <laughs> she's so good, and she's so she's so smooth. Um, teams like that, and, and Beth Mead mm-hmm. and Jordan Nobbs, they mm-hmm. literally. You know, it was like it was like watching Man City in their pomp playing against a team that was lower end. 
just literally, it was just, I don't like when it looks that easy. I don't like that. And, and, and I'm not saying it looks easy because, oh, they can't play. They can play, mm-hmm. but they've got to do, they've got to be doing a lot more defensively, mm-hmm. a lot more defensive work than what I saw. Definitely. And I need to give flowers though. These are my final flowers. flowers of the pod for Jen BT. Like she scored yes. on the weekend. Oh my God, I was so oh happy. I was so happy for a beautiful head. Just, just, yeah. She's just so lovely. And like, if you don't know, like she's just, mm. she's, she's in a battle with cancer at the minute, which yes. is just crazy. Yeah. And she's out there playing and it's just like, wow. And you could see how much it meant to her and the team. And the team when she uh, scored. They celebrate. I was, we spoke to her after the game. And she's just like, the support overwhelms her. Like she's speaking and she's welling up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's I'm an like, amazing interview. I'm like, emotionally, how are you even managing to do yeah. that? Like that is, that is some next level resolve. Because, That's some next level business. Oh man. man. And, and like you say, you see, again, you know, what Jen BT is going through and, and has gone through up to this point. Again, you have to, it has to be recognised. It has to be recognized because it's the kind of thing that this is what normal people go through on a daily basis. You've got footballers going, everybody goes through it mm-hmm. and they're dealing with their mile and a half of pipe, which I like to say from my Shawshank Redemption analogy. Mm. That's what she's doing. We don't even know where she is. Is she at the end of it now? But to see her score the goal and when she scored it, something just makes you just feel good inside. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because everybody, when, when you get the news that these, these things are happening, you're cancelling that, everybody f- would like to think that they would say, you know, I'm going to fight this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to come back and that. But saying that and doing it is two different things. And that is why, Jeanette, you're right to give her flowers. You're going to give her a bunch of flowers. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's, you know what? It's a nice way to kind of like say, you know what? Let's let let's leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's leave it there with Jen Beatty. Jen Beatty, God bless you. Yeah, flowers. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks to yeah, everyone. Guys. See you soon. Definitely. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for listening to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Uh, thank you very much to Jeanette Kwashi. I love you, Jeanette. Um, and Carl Anker from The Athletic. Um, so smooth, so cool. And if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. I, I just love Christmas. And can I just say something, just leave you with something? It's been a terrible year. You know what? It's been a shit year. But we've survived 100% of the worst days of this year. And we're still here. So 2021, we're coming to get you, man. Coming to get you. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.